I want to take a moment this morning just to share something so very simple and so very needed. There is something that you and I need more than we need anything else in this life. There's something that we need that has a value beyond anything that we could ever comprehend a value. There is something that we need that has potential beyond anything that we know if we get it. And it's called wisdom. Love the passage in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Well, let's just go there. Chapter 3, verse 13. Let's just jump on that while we're there. Let's jump all over it. Let's jump on it. Y'all want to jump on it? Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. How many of you, how many of you make investments in, in the market? Anybody? You do, you do that? Nobody wants to admit it, but I know some of you do. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, but even greater than that, look what he says here. That wisdom yields better returns than money. Then go. There's nothing that you could get in this life that would be more vital, more important to your life, your family, and everybody else than wisdom. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is with her um, in her right hand, and in her left are riches in honor. People are spending their lives trying to find riches and honor, and yet they're doing it without the one thing that you have to have to get it, and that's wisdom. Her ways are pleasant ways. All of her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and those who hold her fast will be blessed. Wisdom. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? Some definitions, if you look at it in, you know, if you look up wisdom in scripture, it'll tell you uh, the ability to know how to apply knowledge. And that, that's good. I mean, that's okay. That's, that's part of wisdom. But it's bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. Wisdom is the ability. I picture it like a like a little kid, like I do with my grandbabies, pick them up and set them up. Now, down here, they're walking around and all they can see are, are knees. And if they're tall enough, they'll see. <laughs> but that's about their perspective on life, right? But when I pick them up and I set them on my shoulders, they've got a whole new perspective. They see things from a whole new point of view. Everything not only looks better, but smells better from up there when you're, you understand what I'm saying? So they're looking at life from a different place. Wisdom is like that. Wisdom is like 
God setting us on his shoulders to say, your ways, you think your ways are the right ways, but what I want you to know that your ways are not my ways. Let me show you my ways. And he picks us up and he sets us on his shoulders and we sit there in awe that, wow, this is amazing to see things from this perspective. That's wisdom. Wisdom Information is, is, or knowledge is just information. Knowledge is gaining information. And you can get information from Google, but you only get revelation from God. Anybody tracking with me? I know people who are some of the most unintelligent people that I know <laughs> in my life. I shouldn't have said it like that, should I? But they can spout out stuff that they have learned from Google that means nothing. They seem like a, they seem like a, a, a treasury of knowledge and yet it's useless knowledge. See anybody tracking with me? Do you know people like that? It doesn't matter what the subject is. You bring up a subject, they know everything about it. And they can tell you everything about that subject. And when you get through with that, you are no better off. You just realize you wasted 30 minutes of your life for nothing. And that's what just information can get you. But when we get revelation on the information... The revelation is from God. That's when God turns the light on and says, you've just got information which is useless, but I'm going to give you a revelation which turns the light on and tells you what to do with the information. Are you tracking with me? Then we have understanding. And being able to get understanding is, is just being able to comprehend the knowledge. So we get knowledge and we get we get understanding, which is comprehension. Knowledge, information. Then we get understanding, which is comprehension. And how many of you know that it's according to who is teaching you how to comprehend of whether you're going to comprehend correctly or not? Right? Do we see in this world a people who think themselves to be wise that have absolutely become fools? You don't have to look far. And, and it's not me. Scripture calls them fool, not me. I'm not going to call them but fool. But when, but when we turn away from God and we try to find answers in, in any way where we kick God out of the picture, we become a fool. And the world is full of them. And so then fools start to make decisions for all the rest of us. And we see what we see happening in our world. So we need more than information and we need more than understanding as this world offers understanding. We need wisdom to know what to do with the information and, what, and how to comprehend. Wisdom will help us comprehend correctly because we're seeing from his perspective. Are you tracking with me? If we don't have wisdom, we're going to end up making some really, really bad decisions in life. 
And so I'm going to tell you in just a minute, I'm going to give you three things really quickly on how to get wisdom. But I want you to, I want you to hear, I want you to read with me uh, 1 Corinthians, some passage in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standard of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. Did you hear what he just said? If any of you think you're wise by the standard of this age, what does he mean? By the standard of the current culture, if you think you're wise and you're, you are measuring your wisdom by the standard of the current culture that you live in, he said, you need to become a fool. <laughs> he said, you need to forget everything that you have learned and are learning from this current culture so that I can make you wise again. That's what he's saying. Look, look at the rest of it. For wisdom, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then no more boasting about human leaders. So, so he gives us this picture and he says, there is, a, there is something that is perceived in the current culture, in the world, in this age, he says. Well, this age for us is this age, right? So this age is the culture in which we live. And he says, in that, if you take in the information from there, thinking yourself to be wise, you'll become a fool. And I would rather you be fools for my sake, take in my word. So we, we've got to discover that wisdom has the ability to change our lives. Wisdom has the ability to change your marriage. Wisdom has the ability to teach you how to do life in every aspect of it, from parenting to marriage to work to relationship with God. Everything can be found in wisdom. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of wisdom. When we have him, we have access to wisdom. Does that make sense? And there's some ways that we can get wisdom. One of those ways, and, and, and he talked about it in, um, in the passage in Proverbs, um, she's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. So the first thing about wisdom and getting wisdom, maybe if you're taking notes, you want to write this down, is to pursue it. To pursue wisdom. Wisdom doesn't work in a vacuum. And wisdom is not just going to attack your stupidity or my stupidity or, or our ignorance, right? I mean, if we choose to be, I know this, okay, I'm trying to find better words to use. Especially, I've got grandkids in the room. Oh. But if you choose to be a fool, God's not going to override that choice. Does that make sense? He's not going to override that. But why? Because he gave us. He, he said, here is wisdom. Here's foolishness. Here, here is wisdom and here's wisdom. 
Here is my wisdom, and here's the world's wisdom, and this wisdom is foolishness you choose. And most of us in the room would say, but it's not even a, hey, I'm choosing God's wisdom. Are you? Are you really? How do we pursue wisdom? How do we know the mind of God? How do we know the heart of God? How do we know? We know it through Scripture. That's the very beginning of knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, in the beginning of wisdom. What is that fear? It's coming to this place to realize in all that God is so much bigger than what we have made him to be. That he's so much wiser than we have thought him to be. That he's so much more amazing than we have allowed our mind to embrace. That all brings us to a place of a holy reverence fear that we stand in awe of who he is. Are you, are you with me? We stand in awe of who he is. That's the very beginning to say, I need what he knows. I need, to, I need to see from his perspective. I need on his shoulders because this world, the enemy is lying to us. The enemy is constantly accusing you of everything. The enemy, Jesus said, is a liar and the father of lies. Satan himself, Jesus said that, right? The father of lies. He's the one that gave birth to lies, and he's constantly lying to you and to me. And the only way we know how to discern what's truth and what his lies are is to know this. So, so the first thing is, if we're going to pursue wisdom, we have to continually renew our mind in the Word of God. Continually. What verse is that, Nate? Where's that at? Besides the Bible. <laughs> it's right on his arm. I remember, I remember, nay, I remember watching the light turn on as he began to renew his mind in the Word of God. And then it was like somebody threw miracle grow on that kid. And and just just watching him grow spiritually. And then watching him have to fight battles that he didn't want to have to fight but I knew they were making him stronger and I wouldn't have taken those battles away from you for anything though at the moment if anybody could have taken them it would have been whoa this would be fantastic but those battles that we go through wisdom wisdom says I'm going to know more I'm going to be more aware I'm going to have greater wisdom having gone through what I have gone through because this trial that I am facing will produce patience and perseverance and James said maturity. You don't mature without facing trials, but only wisdom will tell you that. The reason we spend most of our time fighting against the trials and the things that happen in our life that are the one things that can take us to an entirely different level spiritually we fight against them. Why? Because we have no wisdom. But if we have wisdom, we stop fighting and we start embracing. And I'm not saying you become sadistic and say, oh, come on. Just, you know, somebody hit me, beat me. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when they come, 
we view them differently. Does that make sense? Renew. Don't be conformed to this world, to this culture. Be transformed. How, how does that happen? By the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2, read those verses. Awesome verses. By the renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind? In the scripture. How many of you know how important it is that we walk by faith? Right? And we're going to walk by faith in wisdom. It's going to take faith to walk in wisdom. Because sometimes wisdom tells us from scripture, from as we're reading scripture, we're taking it in the presence of God in their life. We get wisdom on something, but it seems so contrary to what the world says that it's going to take faith for you to walk in it because it's opposites. The world's wisdom says if you want to get ahead in life, you lie, cheat, steal, and, and, and take any, do whatever you got to do to climb up the ladder and, and, and exalt yourself. And the kingdom, God's wisdom says, humble yourself. And when you humble yourself, I will exalt you. See, you exalt yourself, you can be brought down really fast. When God exalts you, only he can bring you down. Does that make sense? See, so you see what I'm saying about the difference? And the renewing of our mind is the only way. There's no way. There's absolutely no way to have wisdom without having a good, solid, working knowledge of the Scripture. Just no way. Just no way. We want to we want to hope, pretend, maybe. No. No way. No way to have godly wisdom without a working knowledge of Scripture. And how do we get a working knowledge of Scripture? It doesn't come to us by osmosis, right? You can sit on a Bible. <laughs> You can put it under your pillow, you can sleep on it, you can tape, duct tape it to your head, but it ain't getting in until you read it. Right? Faith comes by hearing. How many voices do you have speaking into your life right now? Faith comes by hearing what? The word of God, the message of Christ. How many voices do you have speaking into your life right now that are, that are overriding that? And we wonder why, why can we not have faith and, and, and walk in wisdom? Why? Because we're, we, we're, we're op we've opened our mind to so many voices that speak contrary to what God's word says. Now, you're going to be amazed because I'm going to speak the next two points in six minutes. You don't think I can do it, do you, Bobby? This one is going to be really fast. Number two is going to be really fast. Number one was what? Pursue it. Number two is ask for it. Ask God for wisdom. He said, if anybody lacks wisdom, ask. 
And God who hears you, he's going to answer and he gives it liberally. It's not like he's sitting back just want, he just wants you to ask. He just wants us to want it. And when we want it, he gives it liberally. He's not sitting back saying, my, you messed up. I'm not giving it to you. All this is in that passage in James. It's just that I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Okay. So it's not like he's sitting there saying, ah, you know, you, you messed up. I'm not, he's, if you want wisdom, ask me for it. I'll give it to you generously because I want you to have wisdom because that's how you walk with me. That's how you parent. That's how you stay in a marriage. That's how you keep a marriage going. That's how you heal a marriage. That's how you uh, operate in a church. That's how, how you operate in families and, and in relationships and in business and all. It's all found in wisdom. Ask for it. If you don't understand what's something that's happening in your life, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. Number three is observation. Observation. How many of you, how many of you have noticed that you can learn a lot by observing? Right? But how many of us observe without learning? Do you know what I have observed? I've never observed anybody getting a drunk driving ticket that didn't drink and drive. I observed that. I did. Anybody else observe that? Is that too close to home? I'm not going to tell you whether, whether I ever got one or not. You can go look it up. <laughs> if you can find it. And why would I say that? Because, you see, there are others in this room that have. And I want you to know I'm not speaking condemning. And it just, just so you know, I've never had a drunk driving ticket. But it wasn't because I didn't drink and drive back in the day. It's just because you got a ticket and I didn't. And I'm not saying you did. But I was just looking at you when I was saying that. You understand what I'm saying? I know you did, but I'm just, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, I've already messed up. I've just messed up all my extra three minutes there. Um, observation. I've never seen anybody addicted to drugs that didn't do them. Have you ever seen a meth addict that has, that has never used meth? Anybody? Have you ever seen a pothead that never smoked pot? And yes, pothead. And I may be showing my age, but I still know, even though this generation seems to think it'll burn up your brain cells. Now, if you're in a ton of pain and don't need your brain cells, that's another thing. I don't know. I'm not even going there. I just observed. I have observed some things. Have you not observed those? I've observed that being mean to your wife will get you divorced. Neglecting your wife will get you divorced. Any other number of things that could happen. I've observed that. Now, what I get to do with my observations is this. I get to walk on in foolishness. Or I get to gain some wisdom there, standing from the shoulders of God, looking down and saying, I have observed some things. How many of you have read Proverbs? 
All that, all Proverbs is Solomon observing. He's observed the way of, and he gives a list of things. He's observed all of these things. Observing is a way to gain wisdom. I'm not telling you that you're never going to fail. I'm not telling you that you're never going to mess up. If we could do that, Jesus would have never had to come. But what I am telling you is that if we renew our minds in Jesus and we pursue wisdom, what I'm telling you is if we will commit ourselves to observing, it'll change your life. When you go to school, this is for the people who are not here, so I won't even do this right now. I'll do this in the next thing. How does it relate to you right now? How can you grab wisdom? Pursue it. Grab a hold of it. Get up on God's shoulders and look from his perspective. Some of you are going through some things right now. And we're going to sing and praise and worship the Lord here in just a minute. And we're going to ask him just to feel us with his spirit, I think, is the beginning. Some of you are going through something. Y'all can play anytime you get it. Just go for it. You're asking family members. Give me advice. Tell me what to do. He that hangs with the wise will be what? Wise. But the companion of fools suffers harm. That wasn't me. That's Proverbs. Unless your family members are committed to Scripture and realize that the Scripture is our authority in this life, they're going to give you wrong advice. I don't care how much they love you. Well-meaning, loving people will give you bad advice if that advice doesn't come from the wisdom above. Does that make sense? I don't care how much education a psychiatrist or a psychologist has, and I, I appreciate all of the efforts to learn everything they, they can learn about the human brain and human psyche and why we do what we do. I'm a student of it. I love it. But if I do that apart from this, I can't help you. If I sit down to do marriage counseling with you, and this isn't the foundation of it. We're getting nowhere. If I'm teaching you how to parent, but we're not getting wisdom from God, from Scripture on what we do, I can't help you. So here's what let's do. Whatever that situation is in your life that you need wisdom for, you don't understand something right now. And it seems like nobody can give you what you need to hear. Forget people for a moment. And let's come into the presence of God 
And let's bring it to him and say, God, you said if I need wisdom to ask. And so I am asking you. And now as I ask, I realize that that wisdom I need, I'm going to find it here. So I'm asking you and I'm open for you to give it to me or show me any way you want to through whomever you choose. But I also know that I need to be in your word renewing my mind. So if you want to use that today, I, it's there. Does that make sense? So I don't know what your situation is, but I want to pray of you right now and then we're going to sing. And would you just give it to him? Father, I praise you. I thank you that we're not left in this world and the foolishness of this world without direction, without knowledge, without revelation, without knowing what to do and discerning situations. Above all, having your wisdom that we see things through your eyes, from your point of view, from your perspective. And some of my brothers and sisters in this room, and maybe some who have never been saved, right this moment, they just need your wisdom. And Lord, in this moment, they're just simply asking. And your word says that you give it generously. And we believe your word. So now, Lord, as they wait patiently for wisdom, speak it to them from whatever, whatever channel you choose. You're the source. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's stand and sing.